Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. This is episode 190 of our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the kinky cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we bring you Mr. and Lady Skydive, plus a Southeast Leather Fest interview with ISML 2017 Girl Complex. Here's your hosts, Woody and the Beast. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Sitting next to me is the Beast. Hey, Beast. Hey, Woody. It's a nice summer day here. It is a beautiful summer day. Speaking of beautiful. Oh, speaking of beautiful, we both were chasing this woman. Yeah, and? And we didn't know we were chasing her, but that's not the first time that's yeah, happened. Yeah, it's not the first time, exactly. Yeah, yeah, not the first time. But this time we have the lovely May Waters on the other end of the line. And her other half, Mike. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Kinky Cast. Thank you. Always good to be here the first time. <laughs> so strangely enough, the Beast and I were perusing FetLife, looking for interesting shows for our listeners, and we both ran across your pages at about the same time, and we both started talking to you and said, we'd really like to have you on the show. And the reason is you are really out there in public, and your your face, your name, and you're not ashamed to show everything. That's correct. But there's a lot of people that would be very envious of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How did you start down this path? I mean, this is a atypical scenario here. You know, we have people that, that do adventures on the weekend and so forth, but you've taken this to a whole new level. How'd you get started? Well, I was very sheltered, I guess, as a child, and I've always, but I've always been very fun and outgoing. So leading a life where I couldn't really express what I wanted to, both sexually, personality, everything else, I kind of just started, you know, with Mike and I started together and we started talking and it just kind of evolved that we're both just very passionate about it. We enjoy, you know, the, the BDSM and porn and the showing, the voyeurism, the everything. We, um, you know, we started out small and we just kind of worked it all up and now it's up more and it's fantastic. We love it. It's exciting. So you're out there, you, you're uh, on FetLife, you're on Facebook, you have your own web page. Correct. And I guess in the local community, you're well-known and well-seen, I should say. Yeah, actually, I ran into somebody when I was at the gym one day. They're like, they were so scared to come up and approach me. He sent a message on Tumblr. He's like, oh my God, I saw you at the gym today. I live in that same area as you. Wow, you look great in those spandex. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, and I'm like, okay, next time come up and say hi. We even get a little adventurous if we go out on date night and we put a little uh, QR code into the bathroom, both oh, women wow. and men. Okay. And so they scan it and they go there and then I get taps. The best one was a Super Bowl party. I get little taps on the shoulder. When was uh, you're an uh, expeditionist and when was the first time you indulged this side of you? It was... Probably New Orleans. 
New Orleans. Many things happen in New Orleans. It was a girl's trip with my mom, nonetheless. Okay, it's getting stranger. Yeah, I want to hear the story. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't get that strange. (laughs) Just, you know, going out, dancing, and, you know, flashing and having fun. And my mom's kind of like, yeah, whatever. You're my crazy daughter. The same mother with a shoulder childhood. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay, a little um, opposite twist there. Well, all of us kids were sheltered as children, in all honesty. So now I'm just the one that kind of blossomed out. I'm the one that kind of said, I'm going to take who I am and own it. All right, you're in NOLA, and you're having a girls weekend out with mom and some, and you decide to do a little flashing. Is Is that how this happened? That's how it started. That would be about nine years ago. It just started. I was like, oh, this is fun. I like this. I like this freedom. You're getting a lot of attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So was there alcohol involved in this first unveiling? Yes, there was. But many times after that, there wasn't. There doesn't need to be. Okay, so you're out showing off. And certainly in New Orleans, you can get away with some things in certain areas. Sometimes the city fathers frown on that. How do you deal with that? It's not so much posted on that, but a lot of our Tumblr pages you'll see where, you know, we'll just go out and, you know, decide, hey, this is a bar that's still open. Get naked and let's take a picture. And that's that easy. Yeah, we've done it several places here in San Antonio where, you know, just, just for shock value because most people will see it and be like, how, how did that happen? You know, we're not, we're not stupid about it. You know, we make sure that. There are no kids around. There's no cop around. And, and the parking lot's empty. Yeah. Well, no, no, the parking lot was totally full. If, if oh, somebody, yeah, it was. If somebody walks out of the bar and they see that, they're probably just going to be taken back. It's not like they're going to run and call the cops and be like, oh, my God, there was a naked lady in the middle of the parking lot. We will certainly hope hope that they take more advantage of it than to than to report it. <laughs> like, oh, you want to get a picture with her? She's naked. Jump in. Yeah. Come on over. Yeah. So you are now the uh, quick strip artist. Is that right? It's no, it's no fun if he doesn't have it, many pictures of me taking off my clothes. It's the tease, Beast. Absolutely. So you've got a whole whole assortment of landmarks, but then you go to a website, and you've actually started a website, and this is your adventures, is that right? So this is what happened. We So we started off as a, as a, as a, just a regular lifestyle swing couple. Uh, ventured into the the FET side of things. and uh, Which I enjoy very much. Which you enjoy very Actually, much. Actually, tonight I need to talk about Yeah, that. right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need to be spanked. I need to be spanked tonight. I'm feeling I'm feeling the need for a, for a vlogging tonight. <laughs> Sorry. Right off the rails we went. Listeners, we are hearing the negotiations from this very unashamed couple here. <laughs> right. Live as it happens, yes. Live as it happens. Yeah, hell, our first date was a skydive, tacos, and then Collect's Club in Dallas. <laughs> and, and she was vanilla. She was quote unquote vanilla at that point. But she wasn't really vanilla. And you corrupted her. Uh, well, I, I just let her be who she is. She, right? Yep, that's exactly. Uh, I corrupt anything. <laughs> she was she was already there. She just didn't know it. Uh huh. Evolution. Back to this website. Okay. So we we started off with uh, sharing all the pictures and videos on Tumblr. And what was happening was Tumblr was deleting all the videos and wife lovers kicked us out because we're too real for them. I don't know. And eventually it got to the point where we wanted to be able to share the videos 
but you know you, you can only upload so much without tags from other people and it, like the ex hamsters and the porn hubs and all that stuff we wanted a place to be able to put our videos so people could enjoy them so we started sexymaywaters.com and and you know it, i mean it's a, it's a pay site but that's because i don't have a server where i can certainly host it and want people connecting and killing my bandwidth so you know it's 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 reasonable and the videos are up there if people want to watch them and it's 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 just another place for us to share and the videos we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about full hour videos, and it's—I mean—it's just a—it's a great place to be able to share what we want to share. You know, we're just not out there having sex or doing all that. We met—we did a game show. Yeah, we, did, yeah. <laughs> we did a guess the dick game show. He totally blindfolded me and took me out of the room. Yeah, the blow three guys. Yeah. The blow three guys, and based on the blowjob, uh, guess, guess who? Guess who guess was, who was guess in was, me? Guess, guess who was in her? From both behind and when she was on her back, and she was totally covered with a sheet, so she couldn't see who was who was doing her thing. It was awesome. It was. <laughs> and then we did an edging video on a guy that wanted to be edge. He contacted us. He wanted to be edge. Yep. I saran wrapped him and blindfolded him and teased him and edged him. Tickets for your game show are much more valuable than Oprah's ever was. Yeah. <laughs> Better than the price is right. <laughs> Wheel of sex domination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have fun with it. We we think people out there want to have fun with things. They they don't want, you know, there's a lot of different people that want to see a lot of different things of sex and, and seeing a real couple like us, you know, you can tell by the way I am on when we're videoing and the way we are now, we are just this is who we are. This is our connection. This is what we share together, and we share it with other people. Wow. So uh, visitors to SexyMayWaters.com are in for a treat. (laughs) They're going to get authentic people. Well, and the other game show was a a lesbian one. We played the game, the tease. It wasn't a game show. It It wasn't a game show. It was was, uh, was two girls playing playing a game. A board game made, made for, you know, it's an adult board game for couples. And basically, they roll the dice, move their pieces, card, and move their pieces. I, th- I, th- I think that's an interesting term here. Well, the thing is, <laughs> this one, <laughs> came, this I, one, I came up with a brilliant idea for the board game. I will be, I will be honest. We we're sure what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And the other, the other woman seemed to love the idea. And yeah, yeah, then. How many men are brave enough to make use of this interesting bit of information? So not many folks have come up and contacted. They're they're more of a, oh, I would have loved to have said hi and shy and all that other stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, hey, I know, you know, I'm just going to say hey to you, not anything else. Um, me doing my grocery shopping, working out in the gym, tanning, taking buying dog food or, or whatever, they're just scared to introduce themselves to an everyday person, I think, sometimes. It's intimidating to some men. They wish they had a partner like that. They Their wife would be like that. They, they want to engage, but they're afraid and intimidated. And I'm not scared. I'm like, you know, whatever. We even had a couple when we were at dinner with the kids. And they were like, yeah, we saw you, but... We didn't say anything, and I, we're like, well, whatever, just come up and say, oh, hey, how are you doing? I think we met, or, you know, just be inspicuous about it. We're, we're all adults. Now, if you happen to like what you see, do you engage into making a date or something? 
if there's a woman there and then she she participates also because we don't um, necessarily engage with men who are wanting to mess around on their wife or behind their back or even if they're married and they say their wife gives them permission, we're like, mm, okay, well, let me talk to her. I personally want to talk to her because I am not going to be responsible for someone being untruthful in their marriage. Both my husband and I are very um, open about that with every male and female that ever contacts us. So you actually have to see the hall pass. Yes, we have to see the hall pass. And we even invite them, you know, if, if a guy says, oh, my wife's great with it. We're in the lifestyle too. Can we, can I come play and we can video and this, that we're like, let me talk to her or better yet, let her come and watch. If she wants to come and watch, come and watch. We had a couple and actually contact us. She just wanted to watch her husband. Fuck me. Well, that is a very hot thing to watch. That's all she wanted. And so we are very respectful of the marital vows to each other. And we have our, our ethics, you know, our, our rules that we always abide by. You know, I don't play without him. He doesn't play without me. None of that. I mean, I can do a woman-woman play if I wanted to. But other than that, you know, he's always there. It's exciting for us to share the experience. So this is a couple's, a couple's lifestyle venture here. Yes, this is a couple's lifestyle adventure. Although a lot of stuff on, on SexyMayWaters.com is uh, a lot of just men and men, actually. Mike is usually doing the video. He's not even participating. He's on the backside of the camera. He's behind the scenes. <laughs> Jealousy? How's that uh, any going on? Or No, because we talk about everything. There's no jealousy. You can't have jealousy in, in this type of relationship. You have to be able to trust your partner. If you can't trust your partner, then you shouldn't be in the lifestyle because it means you're not secure enough as a person. Hence the reason you want to see the hall pass before you go forward. Absolutely. Honesty is such a pivot point for this sort of lifestyle. If people are uh, literally cheating, then things are going to go really wrong. Absolutely, because that means that they obviously have some fantasies that they're not discussing with their partner. And whereas if I have a fantasy, I'm going to let Mike know. I'm going to say, okay, so this is really what I want. Kind of like, you know, today I've been feeling a little sluggish. And I'm like, you know what? I really, which he seriously walked in the door while we were doing the interview. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I really need to have a vlogging tonight. It'll make me feel better. It is therapeutic. It's absolutely therapeutic. I, I, I told him a couple months back, I said, you know, we really just need to start Sunday vlogging. Sunday vlog. <laughs> Sunday vlog. Sunday vlog. You have a job. You have a career. Yes, I do. And you are very out in your local geographic community. Yep. Have the two paths met? Not on my professional level that anyone has contacted me on. In our skydive life, yes, it has. I mean, everybody at our drop zone knows. And they were like, okay, whatever. They still party with us. They still jump with us. They still love us. You know, they're just like, this is freaking awesome. You guys are just like, you're, you're normal everyday people. You're not like highfalutin type. Oh yeah, I'm better than you or something like that. But you're just like the Kardashians and have a website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Let's go back to the skydive part. Uh, tell us how that evolved. Um, you know, it's just been something we both always wanted to do, and we started doing it. It's really arguing how they found out. <laughs> now, you also have picked up a new kink in the last little bit, Sabari. 
you've become quite the rope slut, haven't you? I love rope. It just is so, to me, it is very therapeutic and relaxing. It is the best thing ever to me. It just, yeah, up in Austin and <laughs> people are walking through their hiking trail and they're just like, they're stopping and kind of looking and I'm just kind of like, hey, hanging around. So I'm talking to them. I'm engaging them. And they have no idea what to do with this, do they? They have no idea. I mean... I saw the pictures, and and the rope works gorgeous, and you just are perfect in it. Thank you. And the photographer did great. For our listeners that haven't seen these pictures, are you with or without clothing? I am actually with clothing right now, even though on the Skype it looks like I'm without. No, I I mean, when you were doing the shibari. Oh, I am without. Okay, so people on the hiking path got a surprise in two ways. They did get a surprise. Uh Uh-huh. Another segue, because we were talking to our listeners here that that wish they could be this comfortable and out. You have kids? Yes. Has that crossed any uncomfortable areas yet? No, thank goodness, because my son is 20. (laughs) So, yeah, that would, he kind of knows his mom is crazy in general. Whatever, you know, he's like, yeah, okay, whatever, mom, but, uh, We'll cross it when it comes to it. I have a great enough relationship. He'll just be like, freaking kidding me. Go, go, mom. Whatever. You're happy. Go, mom. <laughs> we have run across several that their kids have found them, their adult kids have found them on FetLife. And, and yeah, that moment of discovery. Yeah. It's always interesting when you meet your kids at the dungeon. Right? I'm sure. Actually, I did hear a story like that locally where that happens. So they were like, yeah, so let us tell you about this. And we're like, very interesting. I'm not sure my son would be all into it, but I don't know. He's still young and exploring his sexuality. He may be a freak like his mom or like my (laughs) ex-husband. And there's a reason that he's ex. That's right. (laughs) What's in the future for May and Mike? Well, we're obviously going to finish our skydiving adventures. We're going to keep making more as much as we can. I mean, we were a little slower than some people because we do have professional jobs that keep us busy. We have, uh, you know, activities that we like to do that keep us busy. But we try to capture whenever we go just out and about and have fun that we try to capture some stuff. I'm sure when I'm in Jamaica next week that there will be pictures of me topless on the beach and he won't be the one taking them. It'll probably be my best friend or my sister or my mother who I'm traveling with. He'll be here in town. So, I mean, there'll be pictures out there like that. And I'm just going to continue and we are going to continue living the life that we want without restrictions of other internet sites and doing what we love and keeping things interesting and fresh to us. I mean, we're, we're mid forties. We're, you know, we're not skinny, winny 20 year old, you know, I'm a more on the fuller side and. Oh, your curves are wonderful. Right. And I'm finding to so many people, the, the realness that I portray when we are videoing because it's not an act, you know, it's not a, Oh yeah, let's make porn. And I actually being pleased at that moment. He makes sure of it. And we're just going to keep going and doing and however we want. That's one point. This is not a career for you. No, this is your self-expression. Same as some people would, would write a book. You know, it's funny because I've actually thought about some of that, you know, kind of in, intertwining just everything. I thought just like, Oh Yeah. Memories of an amateur porn star or 
Maywater's, you know, uncorked. <laughs> I, I don't know. We can never get that cork back in the bottle. <laughs> I have some pretty funny stories, so it's like, hmm. <laughs> well, let me option the movie rights now. Yeah, movie rights, definitely. The Beast yeah. is going to produce a movie. <laughs> we'll option the movie rights. There it is. We look forward to what comes next. Me too. And we love hearing for ideas from all of the fans and anybody that follow us. I mean, if you want to see me wear a pair of red underwear and masturbate in it, then just let me know because I'm going to do that for you. Okay, listeners, a challenge has been thrown. The gauntlet's down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the blog is open. I try to get on the blog. I've been really busy lately with professional real life crap that I haven't posted on my blog, but the blog on sexymaywaters.com is open. It's available to non-members so that they can see what I want to hear and you can email with suggestions. Hey, I'd love to see this. We even had one guy comment and said, you know, you haven't posted any new content in about two weeks. Is everything okay? I'm, w- I'm wondering if I want to keep my membership. And we're like, just letting you know, we have new content coming this week, but we're honest with them. We're honest with our fans. We want to hear from our fans because this site's really for the fans and for my pleasure. If I have fun doing it, then I do it. You can't ask for more they than that. They have fun watching it, they watch it. <laughs> we really do appreciate your openness and the sharing that you are all about. It's amazing. And uh, a lot of people wish they could be as free as you are. And I appreciate you guys for contacting us, both of you. <laughs> yes, really. We see a good thing and we know it. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, we've been speaking with May of SexyMayWaters.com. And, and Mike. And Mike. Mike is back there somewhere. No, actually, he had to go take a business call. Oh. He left like 20 minutes ago. We were wondering why he didn't answer the question. That's why. Yep, that's why. He, had to, he was like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us tonight. And we really do look forward to seeing your adventures as they unfold. And if you have something interesting that comes along you want to share with our listeners, do get in touch with us. Absolutely, I will. We thank you very much. Here is a Southeast Leather Fest interview with ISML 2017 Girl Complex. Thank you, Max. We're here at the Southeast Leather Fest with Girl Complex, a most special guest. You are the International Miss Leather 2017, is that correct? That is correct. Congratulations. Thank you very much. What's it like winning that title? Very overwhelming and super exciting all at the same time. An honor, a privilege to stand with the women who came before me, women and men who came before me. A lot. A lot. Yeah. So it's a big, uh, it was a big, big thing for you. Yes, a huge thing. How did you get started on this trail? I hear most winners are reluctant to begin the process. Were you one of those? I was a little bit. I wasn't sure if I was going to run for IMSL because I didn't know if I was leather, quote unquote, enough for myself or for anybody else. But I started going on this trail when I won my first title in August, Miss Alameda County Leather 2016. And I'm the 25th consecutive Miss Alameda County Leather looking for a daughter right now. We don't have one lined up. And my club hasn't shown up for, well, we host a party there, but there was no one who competed for IMSL or ran for IMSL for the last two years. And the member who ran last passed away recently. So I decided I need to show up for myself, for her, and for other little black girls who don't see themselves represented in the community. And that is another thing. You're a person of color. Yes. And growing presence in the community, finally. 
Uh, and here at Self, it's a better representation than a lot of events. Why do you think we've had the change finally? I think we've had the change finally because with this political climate, I think more people are trying to come out and say we're here and we need to find our allies and we need to find some respect and we're here. It's a matter of you think that it's time to just speak up. Yes, visibility is important. Representation is important. Running for the title, what was the process like? I mean, this is the big stage. Oh my goodness, the process was so daunting. But the thing about IMSL is they want to make sure you're going to be prepared for everything. They start you out when you complete your application. Then you have check-ins. They also get emails randomly to complete tasks at a certain time to do things. That way they know you're going to be on point when you're done if you do win. So that when someone sends you at a deadline, you're on point and you're functional. This is not a weekend contest. No, it is not a weekend contest. It is not a weekend contest. I think the contest actually started in January when the application was due. Then, you know, the contest comes in April, but from there you have little arrangements of tasks and items to do throughout before you actually make it to IMSL. You're carrying a title this whole time that you're still making, making the rounds for this title as you're preparing for this next step. Yes. So how busy is the life of a title holder preparing for the international title? It's super busy because you still have obligations for your last title. However, I completed my last task for my club. I want to say I was done in March. My last, I was supposed to produce three events, and my last event was done in March. However, my club is set up to support a title holder who wants to run for IMSL because they had another title holder ran, so they know exactly how that looks, and they know my deadline and all the things like that. So they knew exactly what I was doing preparing for, and they're very supportive. So, so you have a structure here. Yes. That is, you, is this a unique structure for a title holder? Or? From my understanding, it is. A lot of clubs and different bar titles, from my understanding, don't have as much support. But I don't know because I only ran for my title and I had a lot of support. But I've heard a lot of clubs like, oh, we don't have as much support as you, but my club is set up to play those title holders in another position, either International Miss Leather or ABW, because we had two past title holders who were ABWs. Is that another one on your list? No, I am done. You're done? <laughs> well, I will go to the contest, but IMSL is it and done. I am done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're new in your IMSL yes. year. So what's the focus of the year? I'm two months old. Um, I'll be two months. Actually, I'm a month and a little weeks over. On the 22nd, I'll be actually two months old. So the focus for me, um, most importantly, is visibility as a queer black woman, representation as a queer black woman representation and support for other women of color and intersectionality and how that works and navigates for me as a queer woman of color, queer black woman in the kink and leather communities and how I see the world and how I can be better supported. As a queer woman of color, it's important for me to show up to places so other queer women of color can see their faces or straight women of color, whatever women of color so they can see their faces represented. And so it's important to me. So my focus is to make sure I, they're out there, visibility, representation, and support. How many events are you expecting this year? Oh, my goodness. I have no idea. My calendar is super, super full. Um, I'm looking forward to, I think I get two weeks home. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's amazing. Yes, I get two weeks home after this event. And then you're going to hit all 50 states? No. No, no, no. I'm going. I'm definitely going to Iowa. I may make it to Oklahoma to see my sister Janet, but I'm definitely going to be in Iowa. I think that's a super exciting one because Iowa's had consecutive back-to-back three years black women as title holders so they're really doing something in iowa yes they are and that's really really interesting because it's rural and and the clubs are scattered and all of that your personal journey when did it begin 
I know people are sick of this story. It started when I was 18 years old when I walked into my, actually probably a little bit earlier than that, when I would pinch my finger with a clothespin <laughs> and tie, almost cut off the circulation. And I loved the way it stung and pinch a clothespin on my tongue because it hurt. So that was like around, you know, four or five years old. But I think I actually started trying to find it when I was 18 years old and I walked into an adult bookstore and I saw my very first time a feeling picture. I needed to be on my knees. I didn't know if I wanted anybody with a bulge just yet, but the, on the knees was definitely what I was looking for. Then it developed over the coming years? Yes. And I'm only 21 now. <laughs> <laughs> How did the, uh, your first step from the, you, you did the porn bookstore, and then you stepped into your first club. There's a radical difference from the bookstore to the real world of the club and you're starting to realize these are real people these people like myself what was that moment like oddly enough my very first moment i came out as a lesbian while i was living here actually in atlanta georgia when i was attending clark atlanta university and i had a friend of mine a straight guy he had a crush on me and i assumed he probably thought i was going to be in a position of rearranging my life for him but that's not how that works and he took me to a club out here in atlanta i want to say it was on cheshire bridge it's been many many moons called the chamber and it was my first foray into a fetish club. And I believe I saw some flogging and some other stuff going on. And I was excited and intrigued. However, I wasn't going to tell him that because he had a crush on me. And I didn't want him to think that that was going to lead to anywhere. To play yes. and romance and yeah. all that. So I was like, I'll just enjoy this by myself when I get back to my room and I'll tell my girlfriend about what I saw, but not him at all. You played it cool. Yeah. But then I take it you begin to haunt the club's Trying to find more. It took some time because I left Atlanta. Then I went to San Diego, which is very hard to find the clubs there. I lived in San Francisco. Oddly enough, I was lazy, I think was lazy. And I go to Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, and I find the Nighthawks of Virginia. From San Francisco, and you finally found it in Virginia. Yes. Uh, San Francisco? I know. It's, I, I know. I think it was too easy to find in San Francisco. I just didn't look for it. So it was harder for me to find in Virginia, and I joined the Nighthawks of Virginia, and I'm the only girl, only femme in the group, actually. Congratulations. So you're blazing many, many trails. Try to. I mean, you are going to your title year, and you're going to represent, but future in the community? I would like to support other women of color as title holders and just other women of color in general and find, because I feel like there's a different community and different need that we have that's not being focused on. And I believe, especially with this political climate, there's a lot of different needs that we have. And I would like to be able to make sure they have a voice to get these out and see if I can find resources to help them navigate the community. I know my own community, we're struggling with a diversity issues right now. Queer, persons of color. We are very pale yeah. in my community. so It happens. I think also with this political climate, the people who don't quite fit the mold, quote unquote, they want you to know that they're here. And they want you to know that they need respect when they show up because they're part of the community as well. And the things that you've been doing in the past haven't always worked for them. Even though you think they have been inclusive, they're like, no, that's not how that works. Your suggestions, because we go out communities, your suggestion on how to become more inclusive for a community, because I understand one of the things is we got to reach out to the people we want to include and get their feedback on it. So what are some other suggestions? Make sure that you're not doing the work just to look good. Make sure you honestly want to do the work and you want, you honestly want these people there. And why do you want them there? Don't say, well, we need to have a black member because we don't have one. That doesn't sound, you know, I don't want to show up. 
we need to have a trans member because we don't have any trans people. Like, that doesn't sound like something you want to go. you like, you know what? I realize that you guys are part of our community. I've seen you come out to events before, but are you part of a club? What are you doing? How can we invite you out more? How would you feel welcome to show up? And things like that. Make sure you're sincere about the work and not just trying to look good on paper. Which is often the problem is, is if we are in a politically correct climate, we always, the check boxes. We look forward to your year and watching you. And Thank you. I hope you don't embarrass anybody. <laughs> and enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. I hope I have some. Yes. <laughs> I think you will. This is The Beast at uh, Southeast Leather Fest 2017. We've been talking with Girl Complex. Thank you. You have been listening to episode 190 of The Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our kinky crew, I'm Max. See you next week, when we visit with Raven Rocks, transgender adult entertainer. 